Welcome to Sovereign Self, weaving spiritual awakening with the fabric of everyday life. Your host is Zofia Renea Morales. We'll discuss and show you how you can achieve the highest potential in your life through divine wisdom and really live. Now, here is your host, Zofia Renea Morales. Hello and welcome back to another episode in Sovereign Self. I'm so excited because today we are going to ask Shauna Pelton a really important question. And that question is, is crisis really a rebirth? (laughs) (laughs) Dive right into this one. Um, Hold your horses. I'm going to introduce you before we go too much farther. How's that sound? (laughs) Like, sounds good. Shauna Pelton is a transformational healer, mentor, teacher, speaker, and combines nearly two decades of training in holistic healing, mind-body medicine, ancient mysteries, spiritual Gnostic teachings, hermetics, and metaphysics with neuroscience of change, and people-building programs for personal and professional excellence. She is grounded in practical proven techniques while embodying the work of deeply spiritual training and practice free from dogma. Shauna helps people resolve personal and relational conflict by liberating the potential of their true essence. As a result, anyone has the potential to heal from chronic conditions, restore harmony in their hearts and homes, and unleash their gifts out into the world to experience fulfillment. Welcome, Shauna. I'm so excited to have you with us. Oh my gosh, I'm happy to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me on. I, I love going through the, the bios because you learn so many interesting things about people. And one of the things that strikes me with your bio is we have so much in common in terms of using the, the practical three-dimensional scientific yeah. stuff along with the soul-guided stuff, the, yeah. the practical woo, if you will. <laughs> Yes, I agree. Absolutely. That practical side of the woo. I actually, um, every time someone says like, oh, they're so woo. Now I'm thinking, is that actually an insult? I I mean, to me, I think that woo is another language that we all need to learn because it's within all of us. Yes, it is. I've had people, because I I talk about woo all the time, and I've had guests who've been on the show who've complained about that to me. And i personally embrace the word woo Mm -hmm. because it's a descriptor that people get their arms around and I sort of take it like the punkers took punk and made it into punk rock right right Right. (laughs) yeah sure I'm a punk right (laughs) (laughs) absolutely we like to talk a little bit about the journey here and Mm. we weren't always all born dialed into the woo and fully embracing that what has your journey been like Mm. What was like life like before? Life before who I am today, um, I always say it was a never-ending, nonstop learning experience, except I never fully appreciated um, what I was going through until I had a hindsight moment about having appreciation or coming to a place of seeing all of the good in my challenges. Mm -hmm. But if we were to kind of back up to an origin story moment, um, one origin moment, the thing that really um, forced me into change was the loss of my son's father due to addictions. And that experience really kind of forces you to evaluate things in life. It also forces you to... um, 
it's the sink or swim moment. I felt um, that I was cast into this role Mm -hmm. that society sees you in, which is like, oh, this single young, because I was a 19 year old mom. I mean, oh yeah, really young. I was real. Yeah. And I, so I think the world looked at me um, in a way that was like, oh, that poor girl, which I don't necessarily uh, agree with, like in terms of, <laughs> I, I think we all go through something difficult in life. And that just happened to be the time of, my, you know, where it was my calling. Yeah. Um, but I remember I had a, like a very clear um, moment with my son when he was a baby. And I looked at him and realized that if I continued to live the way I was living, which was miserable, I was chronically ill, uh, desperately uh, depressed and anxious. And um, I had just no real will to to live um, other than for my son. But I realized in that moment that he was going to model after his caregivers and mm-hmm. seeing the direction that his father went in and then watching me unravel and kind of fall yeah. apart in the face of challenges. I, I knew I had a choice to make, and that was to give him a different example of what's Absolutely. possible, even though I didn't know what what to do or how it was going to be possible or what it was going to look like after I changed. I just had this real big, strong feeling, like a gut feeling, as they say you have, that there was this certainty in that moment, making that choice to change. Mm-hmm. And tell me a little bit about what that moment was. Uh, All of us have these straws that kind of break the camel's back. What was your straw around that? Well, actually, there was, in truth, there was an accumulation of things that when I look at them all together, how perfectly like woven they were into my life of of kind of like breadcrumbs, if you would, to follow the breadcrumbs out of the woods, out of the forest (laughs) and to safety, right? Um, But one particular moment, and this was right before uh, my son's father had passed away, I was having, um, you know, I went to bed every single night with debilitating anxiety. And I don't know if anyone can really fully appreciate it unless they've been there. It kind of feels as if the weight of the world is crushing you, suffocating under this, the fear vibrating through your body, your entire body, your, your head is, is busy with thoughts and your body is responding to those thoughts. It's like a whirlwind. It's a storm. Mm -hmm. And so that was my life for years. And I had this, Uh, an experience that I never had before. And I, in truth, I didn't talk about it for about 20 years. Like I I never told anybody about it because I was so protective of it. It was like a Mm -hmm. special moment, but it was also scary for me to be vulnerable and share this moment with people because I wasn't confident in, in this place that I'm in. I'm in now I'm confident now, but I wasn't confident enough then to share it. So I had this divine presence and it's the only way I can describe it. This divine grace came into the room and it was this brilliant light that was above me and infused me with information. And as I think about it, in truth, it was almost like a download. Like I was getting data, but in the moment, all of the pain and that fear and that the, the chaos in my life and in my mind, it all melted. And what I was left with 
was a feeling. The feeling in my body was complete bliss. Like everything's good. Like this is truly, this is okay. And you're good. All is well. And then there was this echo. It was a message that kept kept with me and it just kept coming back into my consciousness for days, if not weeks following. And that message was around forgiveness, Mm. that all will be well through forgiveness. The remedy is forgiveness. So that kind of started my, like I shifted instantly. And I remember we had some conflict, uh, my son's father and I, personal stuff as you would with you know, you can imagine in that situation, you know, with addictions and uh, oh, young absolutely. parenting, right? So I can remember uh, I was one of those girls that always had the drama conversations. I mean, it was like if I wasn't talking about my problems, I had nothing else to talk about back then, right? Oh, wow. Okay. And the, um, the the conversation changed from you know how miserable I was with my, talking to my friends to uh, compassionate application of like love and understanding and forgiveness over the story of my life, mm-hmm. including my son's father. And my friends were baffled by this. They were like, "We don't understand. Who are you? You're like yeah. a different person. Like, what is <laughs> the happening?" The body snatchers got shot. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and they were like, "You're not acting right." And I was like, "You don't understand." You don't understand. Everything's fine. And I forgive. And and it was an experience that <laughs> then later on, another event happened, uh, which is a whole nother story, but I won't get into it. But essentially in the passing, my son's father's passing, I, I felt um, as if the death was my own. It was, mm. And we weren't in the same even s- city. We were very many miles apart. We were in the same state, but I didn't know where he was at that yeah. time. I, well, I had no physical clue. location means nothing. Come to find out. In the spiritual realm, yes. Exactly. And so I felt as if I lived through a death. And then I, I had a realization that it was about him. And then I had an emotional release. And then the phone rang and I went, oh, he died. Mm-hmm. And that changed my life. You know, that, that experience changed my life. I started to realize there's more than what we've been taught. There's more to life. There's more to us. There's more to these connections and these relationships and these interactions that we have. Um, and so that kind of catapulted me, if you would, in the direction of where I'm at today, which is a curious explorer of hidden truth and potential and healing and, and purpose and meaning in life. I love that. I love that. I want to talk to you a second about forgiveness. There are a lot of myths and misunderstandings around forgiveness and what that means. So let's take a couple of those on. Forgiveness means that what you did is okay. How do you respond to that? Not necessarily. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, forgiveness means what... You did, you can accept that you did it, that it's been done. Mm-hmm. It's about acceptance. Yeah. What else? What other questions? Okay, forgiveness to- means that you're letting them off the hook. Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's actually the big um, 
the big one for people. They think like, no, he should suffer or she should suffer for this thing that they did to me. Or, and you if know, I hold these ugly feelings towards them, they will. Right. The truth is what the ones who are holding the resentments are the ones who are suffering. Mm -hmm. And usually the person who is the one we're angry with, they're going on with their life, but they're taking up space in your head and in your body, right? As an energy, as a feeling, as a and, story. Yeah. And they kind of begin to run your world yes, in a lot exactly. of ways. Exactly. So yeah, that's um, definitely not true. Forgiveness does not mean you condone an offense. It means you free yourself from the energetic prison of attachment to somebody else's behaviors. Mm. As and, I like to and say, assigning meaning to yourself based on those behaviors, right? I am a victim. I am badly done by. I am, yeah, exactly. Of, oh, I, you know, I grew up in this culture where it was like a badge of honor to to hold a grudge against someone who did something wrong, mm -hmm. and that was my conditioning growing up. Truly, my conditioning. And we wanted to like dig it into the person that we were angry with. We wanted them to know all the time how they hurt us, which in truth, that's the victim mentality that keeps us in the place of suffering that it perpetuates the pain associated with the story, the narrative mm -hmm. around the experience. Um, regardless of what happened, um, you know, the true nature of our being is isn't harmed in the experience. Right. Um, sometimes there's um, an arrested development of the part of the self that is what we can call, it doesn't matter what we call it, maybe it's the ego self, a protective part. You know, I don't necessarily need to label that. But um, that arrested development that I'm talking about here sometimes causes us to delay the onset of allowing the, that, that innermost self to emerge from us. Mm -hmm. It kind of keeps us away from it or it away from us. Um, you know, it casts it into the abyss and we live in this identity of the victim, of the hurt victim that, you know, has a chip on their shoulder and will never forgive and will never forget. I will never forget. Never forget. Never forget. <laughs> never. <laughs> now, he, here's, here's another one that I hear. Um, if I forgive this person, it means I have to let them back into my life. Ooh, thank you for bringing this up because that is a definite no. There are some people who um, you don't want to hang out with. They're, n they're not safe people. Just because we, we forgive doesn't necessarily mean that they've suddenly got a personality transplant. <laughs> <laughs> right? They can still be perpetrators. Um, but you being in that place of forgiveness allows you, your, you to be in your power about those decisions and uphold your boundaries. And like I said the other day, I sent out a little message um, in, the, in my Facebook group about Thanksgiving. And here in the States, we celebrated Thanksgiving, maybe everyone else. I think I heard you say, it's just another Thursday. Hope it was great. <laughs> but, um, for a lot of people, it's con it causes conflict because they, they are constantly reminded by these people who they have a lot of triggers with, painful mm -hmm. moments with, these memories yeah. and experiences that 
come back to life when they're in their presence. And so I reminded people like, look, you, you're an adult. You don't have to talk. Even if you're a child, you don't have to talk to anybody. Nobody is, that doesn't mean you're not a spiritual person or a forgiving person or a compassionate person. It just means you're mindful of your space and you're protecting mm-hmm. your boundaries and you don't have to let anyone in. However, well, and it you, means you're compassionate about yourself. Right? Bingo. I think that's what we need to really master the art of is self-compassion because, you know, it's about like, it not, we don't want to betray our hearts anymore. That's, yeah. that's who's been hurt is ourself that we we hurt ourselves by giving our power over to other people, letting them run amok in our mind. Yes, absolutely. I I know in my past there was a period that I went through life like seeking permission to do fill in the blank, whatever it was, to to move on with my education, to get my degree, to perform an experiment in the lab. And it's it was just silly. I, I had completely given my power to everybody around me mm-hmm. instead of going, well, this is what needs to be done and I'm going to go do it. This is what I want to do. I'm going to go do it. So, yeah, no, definitely. Definitely need to to bring that authority <laughs> into yourself. Give yourself permission. That's right. That's right. I think that's what most a lot of people are wanting in life is to have self authority, self uh, enough self uh, sense of worth and value and esteem to be able to stand in their power that way. It feels yeah. good to be in their power that way, and it truly dissolves all conflict. That's my experience. That's a beautiful thing. We are fixing to go off to break here. Okay. So I I have not yet asked you the big question yet. So we will ask that question when we come back from break. Okay. If you are out there in Facebook land and you would like to continue this conversation with us, I can be found on Facebook at Zofia Renea, Z-O-F-I-A-R-E-N-N-E-A. And Shauna can be found at Shauna J. Pelton. That's S-H-A-W-N-J-P-E-L-T-O-N and hang with us through the break. We will come back and talk about crisis. Is it a rebirth or is it not? Thank you so much. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. You have a message. You want to share that message. You want it to be social, to go viral, and spread across the planet. But how do you get started? Tune in to Amplify, featuring host Ken Roshan. This show is here to help you take that message and channel it through the most effective marketing techniques to not only be successful, but have a positive impact on the world. Tune in live Monday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel and get amplified. Want to improve your health, business, and life just by listening to a radio show? Well, we can at least move you in the right direction. Listen for Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. Each week, Allison will speak with amazing guests and find out what's changed their lives and how they are changing the lives of others. From beauty to health to business and personal relationships, we're here to inspire you to live your life of passion. Listen every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Influencers channel 
Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. We don't follow. We lead. Join us. The Voice America Influencers Channel. listening to Sovereign Self with Sophia Renea Morales. We'd love to hear from you on the show today. Call in to 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or if you'd prefer, send an email to asksophia at transformationspace.co. Now, back to Sovereign Self. Thank you for hanging in with us through the break. This is Sophia Renea Morales, and I'm here talking to Shauna Pelton. And as promised, I'm going to ask her the question of the day. (laughs) Is crisis really a rebirth? Mm -hmm. So yes, crisis has the potential. It is a seed of potential um, to act as a catalyst for that great change. You know, as I shared my story as an example of such an opportunity, um, I don't believe that everybody needs a crisis to have to, to be reborn. <laughs> you, you can choose to follow the breadcrumbs sooner rather than later. <laughs> now, if you're like me, you're quite stubborn. <laughs> and you need life to come up side your head with a two by four, which was my situation as well. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of people who share that where it's like, okay, how, how it's as if, uh, you know, in my experience, it's like the universe speaks to us in whispers and it kind of starts to show us signs that change is coming. It's similar. And this is why I associate it with rebirth who this was actually coined by a really wonderful woman, uh, Barbara Marks. Hubbard. I don't know if you're familiar with her, um, but she is a woman in her 80s who has re- reinvented herself. But she applied, applied. Uh, she ran for vice president back in the day when it wasn't even like thought of to have a yeah, in exactly. <laughs> but she wanted to kind of like make that that statement and influence change. And she was just a fabulous um, woman. And with great ideas and inspiring. So I heard her talk about, you know, crisis as a birth and what we're going through collectively in this society, in our societies. You know, it's a global problem. We're in a global humanitarian crisis. Um, No matter where you look, you see these personal challenges, social challenges that people are currently facing. Um, So she she looked at it on the global level. And I do believe that, you know, there is an opportunity to talk about it that way. But if we were to just focus on the personal level, what we realize is that, and coming back to what I was sharing about the, um, the, the kind of whispers, the universe is starting to like talk to us to say it's time to move on from wherever it is that we were. And let's face it, it's really scary change is really scary. It's the unknown that we fear. And so we start to like make excuses for why we don't have to move on. I remember having literally conversations (laughs) with myself, like my mind was so defensive around change that I would say, yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but in meditation, like I would be in a meditation, I would get some kind of wisdom about what was next for me. And I would say, yeah, but 
to my like <laughs> soul's higher calling. Like, exactly. Your higher self. Yeah, but right. you don't understand yeah. how yeah, dense you it is down here in a body. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like that. And that reflects how little trust we can sometimes have because we've been hurt. Remember, we've been betrayed. We've been violated. Mm-hmm. We've been abused. We've been neglected. So, of course, we've lost trust. Oh, absolutely. And a lot of us put that at the feet of the divine in a lot of ways. It's like, well, God wanted me to go uh, through this or or that sort of thing. It's like, yes. Uh, yes. let's discuss that a little bit farther. <laughs> right. Let's look at this a little bit differently. Yeah. Like let's look at this a little deeper. Right. Where it can feel to the person who has been digging their heels in for so long and not really willing to, to trust they all of a sudden see it's like the the whispers and those waves which are gentle in the beginning become loud and and undeniable like storms are starting to come right however that's increasingly forceful yes. yes exactly and it's like please move on please let go <laughs> right please, please. just like for- trying to rub r- rinse that stubborn spot off on the side of the pot, right? Come on, come on. Exactly. <laughs> Just and let go. Now, <laughs> how, how, if you've been through this, how do you begin to establish trust with your higher self, with the divine, that the wisdom is here to actually support you? It's not happening to you. It is happening for you. But that can feel like a really big leap after you've been through, I call myself the anti-Job. <laughs> <laughs> because I was put through all of these trials in order to accept that I needed to have faith. <laughs> Whereas Job, it was to see if he would lose it. <laughs> oh, interesting. Yeah, then I think that mine was the like yours. So the anti-Job, I love that. Um, so what, I'm sorry, what was the, I was reading? Someone was, people were commenting at the same time. And the question <laughs> just slipped my head. Sorry, guys. Sorry. It's, it's all good. So how do we begin to rebuild that trust That's after right. we've been devastated like this? I, I always want to tell people who come to me in crisis, mm-hmm. congratulations, you've hit rock bottom. <laughs> yes, exactly. Which, by the way, someone who commented just started a, a show called Rock Bottom Syndicate. So, <laughs> Oh, I love it. She's going to love that. Joyce is going to love that. Actually, she talks about it in her text. So the And I'll definitely... Um, look at that and share that comment with the show in a minute. But the to answer your question, this build, rebuilding trust, and, and here's something that's so important for everybody to understand. Uh, we cannot separate our human condition from our spiritual one. Right now, mm-hmm. we're here in this realm of both. And right. we need to realize that our physicality is communicating with us on that, uh, what, the information that is uh, trying to, to move through us, from us, as us, mm-hmm. as our divine nature, our divine I, essence, our divine I love nature. those words because when I work with clients, we follow mm-hmm. the sensations in the body. Yes. And so often I hear from a client, it's like, oh, well, it's just my left hip again. Like, oh, well, we definitely need to dig into the left hip because the left hip is trying to tell you something, which is why it won't freaking stop hurting. (laughs) Exactly. Do you know that I couldn't, my lips had frozen shut from distrust, not moving forward with the universe's rhythm, right? So much so that for two years, I couldn't open my legs. I couldn't oh. like move my hips to the side without excruciating pain. Oh my and that when I finally did the work to let go trust, which I'll get to that like secret in a second, 
literally boom, gone as if it didn't even exist. And that's what I love. That's how I know we've gotten to the bottom of something is the pain is just gone. It's been there for 15 years and it's gone. And I went to physical therapy and I did everything in my power to like build the strength and thought I was like needing to work on my physicality. And then I was like, oh, wait, I need to listen to my body. Like, what is this message? It's just amazing. Um, I love that because it's so typical of the people that come into my practice. It's like, I've tried every freaking thing and they will list it off. And it's like dozens of things, right? Dozens. Exactly. We try everything except surrender. (laughs) So the first thing is to realize that surrendering is hard when we don't know what we're surrendering to, when we don't have... I, I believe that it deserves a conversation, like an intellectual conversation, but also like a heartfelt conversation with ourself. So the part yeah. of us who's holding on so tight that it causes us, us our pain and our tension and it causes us that, you know, as I mentioned, we get stuck somewhere in life. Well, who's stuck? What's stuck? What part yes. of you is stuck? So find out that part of us that's stuck right? And then have the conversation. What is this? What do you need? What do you, what, you know, what's, what are you afraid of? Where did this begin? And of course, this is the work that I do with people do the yes. discovery work. And here's the key asking the right questions. Oh, hallelujah. This is another refrain that, yeah. that goes on in my life. It's like, ask a better question, ask, a, ask better question. a better question, because we have been trained to go, why me? Why me? How can this Why possibly this get worse? Do not ask those questions because you will get answers for those. Right. Exactly. How can <laughs> ask, this possibly get worse? Oh, I'll, I'll show you. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No, don't ask that question. Ask where, where is the good in this? How is this supporting me? How does this right. move me forward? Right, exactly. Yeah. What's this about? So asking better questions that give you more information that helps you understand a different perspective. Yes. That's the first key. The first key is to seek a different perspective so that you can view the situation in another dimension. And then ultimately, from there, you make new decisions with your choices because now you have new information. You're not going to treat the situations or the circumstances of your life the same because you're different. You see things differently. And And you have a higher perspective now. Exactly. And you have a higher perspective. And so as a result, um, you start to slowly integrate these new, it's almost like the, I call it the brackish water happens where when we know that there's a river and an ocean meeting, there's a phase where the water, it's called brackish water. And at the kind of half fresh, half salt. Exactly. And when you study the ecology of that environment, you even see its own like plant life in there and its unique species just in that middle place. Some of them can move upstream and some of them can move into the ocean, but very rarely do you see um, plants and animals that can live in both worlds. That can happen, but it's rare. Well, salmon do it. Salmon do it. (laughs) Salmon do it and certain sharks can do it. Yes, but yeah, they're, exactly. they're kind of the exceptions. <laughs> exactly. So what's happening is we have to realize that we're in this middle place and it still feels salty. 
(laughs) And it still feels like, you know, the storms are still happening in your life, but yet there's still this feeling of like you're being drawn in, or maybe we'll just move it into the opposite direction. What if we were to say like, you know, we're being called into bigger bodies of water and we will know how to swim once we get there. Um, and we will have a bigger, broader sense of even more of what that is um, when we get there. But you can feel the pull in each area. Sometimes you go to your old habits of, of thinking and seeing the world and acting because you're not fully out of the woods yet. Mm-hmm. But other times you have those moments like I shared where it's like, oh, everything's great with forgiveness. And my friends are like, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> who are you and what have you done? Right? And I'm like, I am a wiser self now. <laughs> so <laughs> that, uh, you know, that experience, I just want people to understand why and what it is that you're going through. You're kind of in that in-between space. And I also see it, if you were to study sacred geometry, it reminds me of like when we study two circles, like one circle is it's like you know your single self and then all of a sudden from it births another circle and you have the in-between space where they meet and then eventually from there you expand and grow and develop so you will have new levels or steps if you would where it's like I can trust a little bit today I'm not fully letting go I'm not fully surrendering, but I might surrender a little bit. I might breathe a little deeper into my body. I might sleep a little better at night or take a little bit better care of myself or stand up for myself a little bit more, whatever it is, right? Say what I need, um, honor my commitments, things like that. So these little things, you start to build and build and build the bridge to trust Mm. from the place of distrust. Yes. All right. So I love that. One of the things I hear a lot from people who are early in the spiritual discovery journey uh, is, well, I, I don't know what my mission is. I'm I'm not clear on what my mission is. And, and I'm going to sit here and wait for this great download of what my mission is. And I know what I tell them. But what do you tell people who come to you in those circumstances? We are not passive uh, observers uh, in life. We are active participants. And just like a radio channel needs to be tuned into the right station in order to hear, like, let's face it, this show that we're on right now, it's streaming all around us. It's everywhere, but yet we can't hear it. We can sit and wait and wait and wait and wait and wait, even if it's all around us as data in the field, but it's just not going to be heard until we tune in, click on the link or dial into the channel that is receptive to that data. So we have a job to do. We have to turn the buttons. If Oh my God, I'm dating myself. Remember when you used to like get up for all of you kids who don't know what we're talking about? Yes, you have to, you have to get up and walk to the TV and turn the knob. <laughs> and then play with the antennas in order to get a... a the, put put the, the tinfoil on the end. Yes. <laughs> so... <laughs> Yeah, so we have to do our work to be able to be receptors of that information. And so we have to ask ourselves, where am I out of tune? Where you're not trusting, where you're stuck is where you're out of tune. Um, And um, so I'm just, I'm interested. Someone said, said, sounds like my struggle now. That that would be my engineer. (laughs) (laughs) We'll talk after the show, (laughs) A-Rod. 
Um, yeah. yeah. What, what I tell them is act on every little breadcrumb that you're given. Some of them seem silly. Some of them mm. seem mundane, but act on every little breadcrumb you're given. And then at some point you're going to turn around and look back and go, Oh, I see the pattern. Yeah. It will appear. You can't yes. see the pattern when you're in it. And, and that's where it's scary for people that we don't want to let go of all of our trust or, you know, surrender to the unknown because, you know, we, are, we, we fear that we're not safe. Right. We fear that we're not going to be um, caught by that, you know, with that safety net, so to speak. But um, we are actively weaving the patterns too, where it's, as I mentioned, yes, there is this life is happening all around us and through us, but we are also contributors to life. We get to weave these fabrics of life, these colors mm -hmm. of life, this beautiful tapestry, right? Think about yes. every experience that you have. Sometimes we need contrast and sometimes those dark experiences provide us with contrast. So the bright colors stand out that much more. Absolutely. And that right there is one of the reasons why I appreciate the biggest, darkest challenges that I've ever been to because it brings out the brilliance of my life experiences even more. I would like to dig into that further, but we are fixing to go to a commercial break because okay. I, I recently received an email. I'm on a bunch of distribution lists that basically said, you don't, you should not be grateful for the shit that happens to you. And so I'm, I'm going to hold that thought as we go out to break. Everybody can kind of ponderate on that and go, hmm. And uh, we'll dig into that more when we return from the break. I love that. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. There's a new force to be reckoned with in talk radio. It's not just talk radio. Hosted by LaTanya Jr. and co-host Tina Wynn and Tony Brown. Not Just Talk Radio is like a superhero, inspiring, problem-solving, and informing. Packed with action-provoking conversations from news, movements, and social and politics issues. This program is about a wide range of voices and fresh points of view from experts, celebrities, and you, the listener. Not Just Talk Radio is broadcast live Wednesdays at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Sustainable success is just around the corner. If you are an entrepreneur, business leader, or anybody looking for their next level of success, tune into Sustainable Success with host Chris Salem. Did you know that the path to success is a long path that started many years ago? The path you started on then determines what is happening now. Chris and his amazing guests in their field will help you navigate the path to sustainable success every Thursday at 12 noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America in Influencers Channel. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You 
you're listening to Sovereign Self with Sophia Renea Morales. We'd love to hear from you on the show today. Call in to 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or if you'd prefer, send an email to asksophia at transformationspace.co. Now, back to Sovereign Self. Thank you for hanging in with us through the break. This is Zofia Renea Morales. I'm here talking with Shauna Pelton. And before the break, we opened the topic of should you be grateful for the shit that has happened to you in your life? Yes. What, right. what is kind of your take on this? I understand where this lady was coming from with it, but I don't completely agree with her. All right. So I'm just curious. I, I need more information around okay. where she was coming. What was her reflection? Can you tell me more? Um, her reflection was, uh, and I, I think it, Never mind. I'm not going to put my I think in there. <laughs> it, it was, you know, you've you have had shit happen to you. If you've been on this earth, you've had shit happen to you. And it's asking too much to ask people to be grateful for that. Oh. And, OK. OK. Yeah. So I think that acceptance has to be um, ha- is evolved in stages um, so it reminds me of, um, I'm not sure if you're familiar at all with, uh, the scale of consciousness as an energetic frequency. Yes. Related. Power versus force, David exactly. yeah, Hawkins, David Hawkins scale of consciousness. Yeah. Exactly. And in it, he describes how it feels to be in shame or in anger or in fear on a vibrational level and how heavy, dense, and painful it is. But to be in the higher scale of, of love, of bliss, of peace, seems like it's so far out as a stretch that people who are in the lower spectrum experiencing life that way, and it can be momentarily, it doesn't necessarily mean people live their life that way, right. although some do. Um, but to expect them to leap up into those realms of consciousness is not fair. Um, And it's, yeah. And you don't just, it's not realistic. It's not like what happens. I mean, I think there are some people who have like legit quantum shifts, quantum leaps, but I promise you there's a thousand little things that happened before that day. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And then suddenly it went, and then suddenly there you are. Yes. Um, But it's like the overnight success. They don't right. see the 20 years of struggle that went up to that overnight. <laughs> exactly. Oh, yes. Remind me of another story about overnight success. So I, I realized that um, to tell someone to like love the shit that happened to him, you know, is, is, is unacceptable to do to someone that's inappropriate at that time. So instead I can say to someone who's depressed about what happened to them, I can say, get angry. Mm -hmm. Cause that's the next step up. It's a next step up. And you know what? There's a lot of power and anger. If you're coming from shame, guilt, depression, et cetera. Yeah. Yes. There's a lot of power and anger. And so this is where it, it matters to be relative. Like it, it, it's like positioning matters. So if you were in bliss and I said, get angry, yeah, 
that's not the right step to go in. No, that's that's a big step backwards. <laughs> Way backwards. But if you were sad, I'd say yes, anger. Now, and here's on the other spectrum. It's like, well, if you were in, like, there's a lot of people who have anger, they're resentful. Mm-hmm. And it's like, hey, can you be courageous? Yes. About courage, because courage is a nice bump up and it leads you in the right direction that you want to be. And so, again, this is all about building you, right? We want success. So that means we have to find success on those rungs of the ladder. And once you anchor in those different levels of consciousness and you can anchor that in as like, I did this, like I was the one that was able to shift me into this next place, then all of a sudden you can start to build the resist, um, the resilience into the place where you can look back and see, oh, if it wasn't for that shit that happened, I don't want to be here where I'm at right now. Yeah. And I pretty much love where I'm at right now. So thank you, shit, for <laughs> doing that to me, you know? So Absolutely. That's my story. Which brings <laughs> us back around to that moment of like rock bottom crisis. Mm. What, what does it mean to birth your potential out of that moment? How does yeah. that fit together for you? Well, actually, I'll I'll share a couple of experiences, both being a mom having to go through the birthing process, Mm -hmm. as well as being so blessed as a grandmother to witness the birth of my grandson through my daughter-in-law, who um, she was gracious enough to let me in. I know that's a private space, and so it was an honor to be there. And you know, I only have these two experiences and I know every woman has a different experience. And this isn't just about physical birth, but it's a metaphor for what we're going through, right? So when I was in delivery, I, I, um, I almost died, um, lost a lot of blood. It was a mess and it was difficult. Oh, it was the goodness. most painful experience. I, you know, a lot of women would relate to that. And it's so painful that sometimes people say like, no, there's got to be something wrong. Like sometimes it's not always the case. I don't want to scare anybody away from the beautiful experience, but for some people it can be really painful. And I'll tell you why it was really painful for me because I was holding on to control. I had so much fear that the fear caused me to hold lock my muscles and my energy was stuck and I couldn't relax into the contraction. So that if anything, that's the wisdom that I can pass on to you to relax and breathe into it. And so what I much easier said than done. Oh, it's, I know. Right. (laughs) You you can get there, but yes, (laughs) exactly. Are you a mom or I, I have a, Failed several times to have a child. Uh, I'm so, I'm sorry for, and for, it left me with uh, a chronic pain condition. So I understand what you're talking about of being able to relax into the pain. Yes. It actually brings the pain level down significantly, but it takes some work. Yes, it really does. And so, as a result of me not being able to let go, I you know I had a very difficult uh, delivery. But um, as anyway, so the point of this whole like crisis being a birth, what I realized in my life as I was going through my change, the brackish water journey, and I wanted to swim back upstream. It's like I wanted to stay in the (laughs) womb. Don't make me go out there. Different and weird about this place. There's, you know, so don't make me go out there. Exactly. I'm afraid. Um, I can't control what's out there. At least I don't know if I can, right? So there's that resistance to it. 
And when I finally allowed myself to gently ease into this is inevitable, like I am, I am powerful beyond measure. There's something inside of me that is trying to come out into this world. Who am I to hold that back? Ah. Who am I to hold that back? So that part of me had to come into this world, but it was really difficult. I'll tell you why. Because I didn't have the resources, but yet I had to invest them. Like I didn't think I had the time. I had to make the time. I didn't have the money. I had to figure out how to, to, to pay for myself to get educated and to develop myself by going to healing sessions and coaching and classes. I didn't have the energy. I love all of this that's coming right. out here because so many people say you don't understand my life and they list all of this. Right. I don't all have those the time. Things. I don't have the energy. I don't have yeah, the don't health. Have the I don't have the whatever. Yeah. The secret is no one has no. those just sitting there waiting for them. Right. And in fact, so. part of the reason that your soul will put you on the sidelines with an accident or illness is to force time into your life. Because exactly. you were not making the time to start with. Right, exactly. So, yes. Hello. Oh, hi, Mary. Glad you're here. By the way, we have five minutes left. If anyone wants to get in on a call, last call for callers you if you want to Q&A. Q <laughs> um, so, yes. Um, tell me about choice points. Because in all of this, I don't have this, I don't have that. Yes. How yeah. did your choice points show up for you? So um, my choice points. Uh, so my choice points showed up as um, well. I would have dreams, and they were profound dreams. They were prophetic dreams. Right. That, like life was literally like I had a business that I worked in in real life that was sitting on top of a hill that literally fell apart and the foundation crumbled. Mm -hmm. And I said to the person I was with, I went, that almost hit me, but at least, but I was like, but I got out of the way just in time. Right. And then I was like, um, I'm going to go over here. And then I was like watching myself go to the white flag in the far off distance. So that for me, that's how like my inner self was saying, like, you have to make a choice. But in every area of life, when I tell you I had to change who I was, I was so insecure. I was so self-conscious. I was, I was making really bad decisions with relationships. I was mm. totally like, uh, undervaluing myself and it showed in the choice of, of relationship experiences that I was having. Um, so I, I needed a, a big change and, but it wasn't just like I wanted something outside of myself. This was the realization. Something wanted to come through me. Something wanted to be birthed from me. And so I had to make the decision to build up. And here's something, guys, this is what you have to understand. This is why it is a birth. You're birthing your new self, but your new self is like when it, once it comes on the scene, it's an infant. She needs or he needs your attention and love. You need to feed it. You need to teach it how to walk, teach it how to talk, teach it how to live, give it the opportunity, the foundation for growth. If anyone here is itching to be a parent, parent yourself. Yes. And parent most of us need to reparent ourselves. <laughs> Our parents were imperfect too. Everyone's oh. are. So no one taught you how to be a perfect parent. And that's what this is all about, to be that person you always needed in your life. 
but maybe didn't have or didn't fully have um, as much as you desired. Mm-hmm. And so that's, it's not just like a moment or like, oh, boom, I'm on this road. It's like, yeah. okay, now I made this choice. And by the way, just like a new baby, it's like, they're not de- safe to go out into the world by themselves. You have to care for them in order for them to become a viable, independent, stable being. Exactly. They don't just do that, right. you know, two hours after birth. <laughs> right. So you need to care for that part of yourself. You need to feed it the food that it's hungry for. It's hungry for love. It's hungry for n- n- new uh, experiences. Absolutely. Healing, training. So we're down to like the last two Ooh. minutes of the show. And I suspect that this question kind of ties into the gift that you brought for everybody else. Yes. But what does it take to restore peace and harmony in our lives after so, the, an event like this? An event like this. So I, I believe in baby steps, remember? And so I created a very simple process to kind of give you something to start with. Um, it is the, the, it's called the envisioning process. It starts with just first looking at where you've been and then seeing where you want to go and deciding what the gifts were from your experience. So you guys can have that on me. It's a gift to you. The envisioning oh, process. You can find it if you go to my website. Yeah, actually, they can find it if they go to sovereignself.media. Oh, because even I will put that tool up there. It's not up there right now, full disclosure, because there was some confusion around the URL, but we oh, will get it up there in it. the next 24 hours, sovereignself.media. And you can go out and get that envisioning. Yes, in the envisioning process. Envisioning. I didn't think I quite had that right. <laughs> Envisioners. I'll tell you, envisioners are three things. They envision what's possible. They're engineers of their life. They're building it and they're pioneers because they're exploring the terrain of uncharted territory. So you're really brave. I love that. Love that. Love that. Love that. Thank you so much for spending your time with us today. Thank you for having me. I'm so grateful to be here. And everybody, I love you all for showing up live and engaging. Beth, I see you there. Thank you. It's so exciting. (laughs) Even if they didn't dial in, it's exciting to see them there and and asking the questions. Yeah. So I want to thank everybody out there who's joined in the show because it really is an important part of making the show a viable thing and really getting out there and touching lives. And so you're as much an important part of the show as I am as the guest that I have on are. In fact, you're more important in a lot of ways, which is why we do this show for you. We want to provide you with roadmaps, guidance, uh, support, moral support, understanding you're not the only one that's gone through something just unbelievable crazy making. (laughs) Um, We want to be here for you, and I'm so glad that we can be here for you. And I thank you for spending your time with us because we know you have many choices that you could use to spend your time. And until next week, I would love for you to go out there and live soul first. Thank you for being a part of our program this week. Sovereign Self can be heard live every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time and 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Please join host Sophia Renea Morales again next week, right here 